Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you can learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. Come in and have a drink. paper we did we both beat you oh yes we're saying i started (laughs) fine (laughs) all right welcome to have a drink this is first episode to let you all know really the general idea that we were chasing with doing this podcast we're aiming to educate ourselves on beer we are craft beer enthusiasts for our local local beer scene here and uh we really wanted to learn a lot more, and why not share it with everyone else? Because we knew there had to be other people who also wanted to know about all these different things with beer. People turn 21 all the time. <laughs> Every day, in fact. So. And there's so many different kinds of beer styles and terms that we thought it'd be good to have everyone learn with us on what seems like a complex topic, but really doesn't have to be. And we do plan on doing an episode purely on terminology, stuff that you hear all the time, like the hops, for example, or um, fermentation. Some people may not know what fermentation means. We want to delve more into that and um, common usage and that kind of thing. And then, of course, a lot of the topics on episodes are going to be a specific style. So rather than just whip them all out because there's so many different kinds of beer styles at this point there are hybrid styles i mean it's it's getting crazy so we're going to try to go in depth onto each one of those ever many millennia of of people making this stuff we we haven't you know we've had time to make new new sorts and experiment (laughs) with it so it's there's a lot here plus our refrigerators are really full of beer so we thought you know this would be a good way to empty them out what better way to drink them than with each other on air it it just seems less like alcoholism if I'm doing it with someone else. Right. Yeah, and we learning. are not we are not professionals. We are just enthusiasts. Right. Yeah, we're planning on putting this out uh, about once every uh, every two weeks. Uh, I believe Monday is the goal day, right? That's the release day. Right. We'll have it posted on um, iTunes, and then we also we also have a SoundCloud account that this will go on. And of course, you can. All these links will be available on the website haveadrinkshow.com. And we'll be dropping the first batch. Will be that'll be a little batch of episodes, about three episodes, just so that you're not getting this little episode and going, oh, what the crap was that? No, there'll be there'll be two actual meaty episodes along with this. Um, this one is just strictly to introduce everyone to us, the show itself, and beer. Just kind of a basic introduction. We were trying to 
planned some of the episodes around uh, what's going on in season here in the nice northern hemisphere. Uh, so we've got some fall things planned, and of course we'll get into uh, the more uh, winter-considered beers a bit later. Um, if the season's wrong, you can all yeah. You know, if you're some, for some reason in Australia or one of the other places, just just come back to those later when it's the right time. <laughs> Listen to the backwards. It's fine. Um, not literally backwards. There's no hidden messages. <laughs> you will not go out and start killing people if you listen to these episodes backwards. Right, right. We also plan to do some special episodes. So even though our main focus is going to be on beer, we're going to do um, an occasional episode on maybe some other drinks, uh, other things specific to beer that don't have to do with um, educating you on styles and terminology and things, but home brewing, which is super huge right now. Plus a lot of events that happen around the country. We've got, uh, I believe one of our first ones coming up is going to be uh, Oktoberfest. Yes, because we have quickly approaching Oktoberfest Cincinnati. Majority of us are located in the greater Cincinnati area, which also plays host to the largest Oktoberfest celebration in the country, and it's tied for second largest in the world. The one of us that isn't in that area makes a pilgrimage once once a year, so it's fine. <laughs> Most of us are at least, if not uh, close to it, within a reasonable driving distance. But there's Oktoberfests everywhere, so it's sort of a blanket term for – or a blanket sort of event that you can all enjoy. All, all right. right. So <laughs> why don't we get to let everyone get to know us a little bit. First drinks. Oh, no. this is <laughs> – this no. is embarrassing stuff. Oh uh, well, if it's if it's super embarrassing, it's probably like really good, isn't it? Like it's oh, gonna be God. really. I, it... <laughs> mine's mine's not good. Mine's just kind of just there. It's it's a thing, and I didn't didn't care for it at the time. So do we want right. first alcohol or first beer? We could do both. Because I mean, if they're if they're not one and the same, then we can do both. You could do first drink and then. What was the first beer that actually allowed you to like beer? Well, I mean, those are all entirely different things. First beer exactly. was not the first beer that allowed me to like beer. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, say your your horrible, embarrassing thing first, <laughs> and okay. then you get into okay. But here's what made it good. <laughs> all right, my first drink. Well, I'm sure it's actually a malt beverage. Was a <laughs> strawberry wine cooler. What better uh, place to start than where a 12-year-old girl starts? As I say, uh, not, no offense to any 12-year-old girls out there. Who shouldn't be drinking, by the way. Everyone drink responsibly. Hey, when hey. Older, et cetera, et cetera. Drink hey, responsibly. but when you're like floating around the pool and you're of a certain age, you feel you just... super. Do you feel super grown up drinking a Boone's Farm? <laughs> Good Lord. But yeah, so that was first alcohol and first beer that allowed me to start enjoying beer was probably Guinness. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's smooth, thick, goes down easy. No. What got me to enjoy beer was probably more more along the lines of Guinness or uh just a drink that every time I I look at in bottle form I just hear uh Simon and Garfunkel's sounds of silence going in my head. Just, <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. So what was your first drink? First drink was uh, uh, it was my buddy Doug's bachelor party, and it was either uh, 
we were underage his brother got us thing uh got us stuff like and by underage i mean like he was 19 or 20 um technically underage yeah right like my my driver's license could not get me what i wanted but uh it was either a corona light which uh i did not enjoy uh, i hadn't quite gotten the taste for beer yet uh or it was a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It was one of those two. So not exactly uh, amazing ground to start on. Also, in the case of a lot of my friends, really, you were like 19, 20 when you started? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I was around, God, I wasn't that much older than that. I'm, I'm not sure of the age, but, um, and I can't remember which was first. I had, I tried a Budweiser Carb Select. Oof. Duh. And the first thing I got drunk on was a Smirnoff Ice, because that's, again, when you're a well, teen. Yeah. Um, but no, the first one that I liked was Guinness. And it was on my 21st birthday, and I tried Guinness, and I was like, oh, I, that's what it's supposed to taste like. <laughs> I think I had Guinness for the first, I think I had Guinness the first time at your guys, one of your guys' old apartments. Uh, See what I did? Look what you did to me. Yeah. No, yeah, that was the first time you had Guinness because we went to see Rev. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Flogging, Flogging Molly. Molly. Yeah, that's a uh, fl- For those of you not aware, Flogging Molly is very inspirational drinking wise to us. <laughs> they may have laid our foundation. But yeah, that was that was probably the first Guinness I had, and it it's it didn't get to the the level of love I have for it now at the time, but it was like oh, so the stuff tastes differently than the first thing I had. All right. Yeah. I, I now the first I will say that Corona Light I did not enjoy. I chugged. Uh because I took one sip, didn't like it, and then chugged the thing. Uh <laughs> because I heard in the back of my head my dad's voice saying, You know, you you started something, you gotta finish it. <laughs> so now I see. tilt I tilt that thing back and when I'm done, one of my friends goes, Yeah, well, it looks like you enjoyed it. Here's another one. And you're like, No no. <laughs> this was not what I it's already opened. Okay. <laughs> no no more and then one more time I did that. I couldn't stomach that stuff without a lime. That was the only way it was oh. going down. Oh, there, were, yeah. there were limes. Yeah, there have to be limes. Uh, Although, side note, so that's something else we want to address here, is we are enthusiasts of well-made beer. However, we are not going to judge you, dear listener, on whatever you choose to drink. Just um, drink. We just want whatever. to educate you on everything that's out there. On, you know... There's nothing wrong with drinking a, a Miller or a Coors Light. I've done it on many occasions. Yeah, I did it a lot through college because it was cheap. <laughs> and it, right? It wasn't, I mean, it's if you if you just want to drink, <laughs> just, yeah. you know. And, you know, it's not offensive. It's not like I drink it and I, I look down and say, what have you done to my people? <laughs> um, you drink whatever whatever you enjoy. That's fine. We're, we're, we want to, to give you ideas of other things to try. Or educate you on what you're already drinking. I mean, if you already, there's a lot yeah. of history to, to Budweiser and Coors. And, it's true. Um, I mean, they're, you know, they are some of the oldest breweries that exist. So, you know, something, something to consider a little bit later on when we talk about that kind of thing. Um, so why do we all like beer so much, though? <laughs> well, something's got to fill that hole that is where mommy and daddy's love should go. Um <laughs> No, seriously, I, I I just like the taste. Yeah. Uh, I, I it was a weird day too. Like I was driving somewhere, not drinking, obviously I was driving, but I got a weird 
flavor memory of something. Like something else tasted like beer that I was eating or whatever, and I went, uh-oh, this, this tastes good now. This is going to yeah. be a problem. There's blood in the water. Oh, God. It, it knows. But, yeah, um, I mean, that's that's why I like it. But yeah, I think once you develop the taste for it, then you can taste all the flavors involved. Um, the there's weird... so many different notes. It, I mean, uh, some beer is just almost like wine, like with what some people are with wine. It's just these various notes and tastes that you get when you take a drink. Yeah, I... There, there are some friends when I drink, I do do that with like, oh yeah, there's a nice oaky, peaty sort of yeah. They're like, and like I stop and I look around, it's like we're, we're analyzing this a little too much, but you know whatever. Yeah, as long as it's not like um like on the box trolls movie when they're tasting cheese and it's like uh, oh it's like a nice Sunday afternoon in the park and <laughs> you know it's a little too much. Maybe a little much, but. You know, it's it's also good to know why you like something. So I, I think we, you know, going breaking down beer sometimes is is neat just to try to figure out. You always will feel weird the first time you're about to say something though. It's like, oh yeah, I taste. In your head, you're like citrus. Say oranges. It's fine. Just say oranges. <laughs> what if you're wrong? What if your taste buds are wrong? What if there's something wrong with you? And you're your taste say, buds uh, aren't wrong. <laughs> It's like, uh, oranges? Yeah, I got that too. Okay, good. I'm not insane. Well, no, it's like the, uh, well, and sometimes you, some people are along with you and you're like, oh, good. <laughs> but it's like the, um, which I'm sure we'll get into on the, the, the pumpkin beer episode, but Coming Sam soon. Adams has a new pumpkin beer this year that uh, we tried. And I was like, this tastes like the little Debbie cake. <laughs> and it does. Yeah. Everyone's agreed with me. Yeah, no, I could, I could see that. Got some in the, the fridge now. You want to do any like little background, maybe maybe some terms to throw out at them in case in case someone is literally walking. You know, they just turned 21. They've never had a drink, and they they want to know all about beer before they get started. Maybe somehow mm -hmm. they've they've found this episode. Right. They need to they need to know. Uh, well, I do have the the handy definition for beer itself. All right. Um, Define it. Beer is an alcoholic drink made from yeast-fermented malt flavored with hops. Yeah, not all beer actually is done with uh, malt or, you know, well, there's different kinds. You know, there's there's wheat beers. Right. There's the other ones I'm trying to think of. Because like, you know, with all the craft brewing stuff they've been doing lately, well, and old styles as well, you get some really, like, people will make beer out of whatever they can as long as it's got yeast and hops. Yeah, and, and sometimes you'll have more hops or less hops. Um, some of the really hoppy beers like uh, India Pale Ale or IPA. Um, mm. And then, you know, like with the pumpkin beers we'll talk about next episode, you have pumpkin was actually substituted for some of those key ingredients. Yeah, yeah. They're all basically, you know, using the same ingredients to a degree, but it's it's how they put them together that, that brings out your differences. And the yeast itself can make can make a, a huge difference. Um, a home brewing friend of mine turned me on to that idea. Was just like that. That has a lot more to do with it than you would think. Mm, yeah. But, uh, do we want to? We we keep throwing around craft brewing. Do we want to like try to define that for somebody? Yeah, craft beer has uh, really kind of exploded in recent years, um, especially just the term. So craft beer basically means um, it's an American craft brewer is small independent and traditional. That's what defines what craft brewing is. Um, so by small, it's an annual production of 6 million barrels of beer or less, uh, which is about 3% of U.S. annual sales. And then 
see independent means that less than 25% of the craft brewery is owned or controlled by an alcoholic beverage industry member that is not itself a craft brewer. And then traditional just means that uh, the majority of its total beverage alcohol volume in beers derives from traditional or innovative brewing ingredients and their fermentation. And it is possible for a craft brewer to eventually grow out of being a craft brewer. It has recently happened. I can't remember. I was just trying to find the article, but there has been in uh, the past month a craft brewer. Founders? I think it was Founders. Yeah, Founders, founders. is no longer considered craft beer because... Not, it does not make them not good. They are yeah, good. it doesn't make it... Oh, it's still oh so good, but just by sheer volume. They've gotten too big for their britches and can't be considered craft anymore, but that doesn't mean anything bad about it. Right, and and that's the thing. It's um, There's such a stigma attached to craft beer versus not craft beer anymore, but really, craft beer, it, you just have to meet those three criteria, and if, it, if you branch, if you go away from what is considered to be small, then yeah, you're just not defined as craft anymore. That doesn't mean you don't use awesome ingredients, you don't make good beer, you could still be an independent brewer. So it, it's something to consider when just, people get on about the craft beer is so much better than everything else. Just because you're not part of the big two doesn't doesn't make you, you know, doesn't yeah. necessarily make you better. But Right. But, uh, and Sam Adams is con still, I think, considered craft beer, but at the same time, I wonder how long that's going to be, you know? It can't be much longer because the volume, I mean, you can yeah. see it if you they go. They put out so many different kinds. Like, the, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know how they could be considered necessarily craft. And, again, I don't mean that as, a, as any form of bad sense. I, I love a lot of Sam Adams beer. It's just... But, the, uh, again... Uh, six million barrels of beer or less, you know, I'm, I'm sure that at some point they are going to outgrow that. Well, we've also got a little bit of basic history of beer, and it pretty much shares a history with all alcoholic beverages. That's because in different regions all around the world, all these alcoholic drinks kind of came about the same way independently at different times they were pretty close to each other because every article we could find puts it from a different place at a slightly different time with slightly different ingredients. But it yeah. really, it happened when early humans, any point we could find, oh, most of them say Asia. Um, yeah, I, I always think of it being somewhere in like the, the, uh, the Middle East around the Tigris-Euphrates area, but I always associate that with beginning of civilization. But. Yeah, because as everything happened, it came out of Asia about 9,000 years ago. So <laughs> that's mm -hmm. some people left some jars with fruit and honey and all kinds of other stuff in it. They left it out a little too long, and some <laughs> malts and wild yeasts blew in there, and, it, and I guess no one paid attention to this jar of muck off to the side. And it sat there for a while, and it began to ferment. And then I, we all have to praise the person that came upon this clay pot of vile nastiness and took a big gulp. It had to have been a dare. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, first of all, I'm convinced that dares, dares predate civilization. But I have to imagine that that some, you know, pre pre writing culture. You know, some guy looked at another guy seeing this thing going like, man, I wouldn't drink that. Would you? <laughs> Give me two sheep. But yeah, they... Desperate. 
And then through trial and error, I guess, you know, they took a big swig and they ended up probably getting drunk I, after I'm, a few swigs of this. And, there, and then the next day when the hangover wore off, they're like, we need more of that. So <laughs> experimentation and, another, you know, a few thousand years, they were able to start breaking these down into, oh, we can use different fruits and different things and we get different results. And then some people say, well, why do we have to use the fruits? And that's when, you know, more beer-like beverages started to come out of it because it all started as mushes that you would have probably eaten more than drank. Well, there's a, there was something I'd seen. Uh, they were talking about beer, uh, how important it was to the beginning of, of civilization as we know it, and I guess it's probably how how beer founded the world. I think it's a documentary that it might still be on Netflix. Oh, yeah, How Beer Saved the World. Yeah, and yes. they... That's they talk one. in they talk in that one about how uh, that's what what started building up an agrarian society in some cases because they they decided that we needed to to settle down roots so we can keep getting this not just collecting it and hoping for the best. Yeah, there are a lot of good documentaries that are about that kind of thing. Um, there's a book that I got an Audible recently that has that talks about all this as well. I would suggest not doing the Audible version. Maybe just getting the book. Uh, mm. Not so much for the narrator. <laughs> but it's called A History of the World in Six Glasses, and they cover beer first. So, right. but it's, it's, yeah, they talk about a lot of that stuff. It's very fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's all this drink and everything with it is possible because of yeast and fermentation. And there will be a later episode that delves deeply into this because you can go very deeply into this. None of us are microbiologists, so we can't really <laughs> speak with authority on it. We can study up and tell you what we can find. But yeah, pretty much it was in the 17th century that Dutch tradesman was able to go, oh, yeah, hey, he had lenses fine enough that he was able to look at it and go, hey, there's there's something moving around in my drink <laughs> if I look at it close enough. Again, had to have been drunk at the time. <laughs> had to have been sitting down like on his, like, you know, maybe he's a lightweight, like fourth or fifth beer, like, oh, you know what? Let's put it in the microscope. Let's go. <laughs> But yeah, like that's, that's how I like to imagine. That's how I like to imagine all scientific discovery happening by almost accident. Someone just doing something dumb at the right time. That's, that's, that's no, I that's what science is. <laughs> the, difference between, the difference between an accident or being stupid and science is writing down the result. <laughs> oh, apparently jumping off the roof. Bad idea. It was early science, I have to imagine. Well, do we want to get into uh, what we're drinking? Yeah, sure. Drink with me, friend. In this case, what I drank. <laughs> it's gone now. What What did you What did you drink? I drank uh, one of my favorite beers, uh, the uh, Hofbrau Dunkel. Um, mm. Nice, <laughs> right? Yeah. We nice. should have a sound effect that just goes. <laughs> because for those not in the know, Hofbrauhaus is—they are the ones who set the purity standard. They are, and they are one of the few brewers allowed a full tent at the actual Munich Oktoberfest, and they have a restaurant and brewery here by us. <laughs> I drive up I, when I drive up there. It's it's a place I like to go. It's, and they are one of the few, because they have restaurants now all over the world, yeah. offer houses. But uh, the one here is one of the few outside Munich that is allowed to brew 
the Oktoberfest beer there instead of having to import it in. Do have a good Oktoberfest. But today I decided to settle. I just well, I didn't settle. I went for the Dunkel. It's a uh, it's the well, Dunkel's its own style, but it's a it's their uh, Dunkel Munich Lager. It's a uh, around a 5.5 alcohol by volume ABV, and it's a uh, obviously from Hofbrauhaus. It's it's delicious. It's on the darker side if you're if you're in the fa- uh, if you're a fan of darker beers, and if you'd like to try one, be prepared for it. But it's it's good, it's smooth. I'm sad it's my last one. <laughs> yeah, you'll get more. Oh, I will. Don't, don't, don't worry. There'll be more. Oh, yeah. So Dunkel apparently just means dark in German. Yeah. So same How original. Same, the same yeah. way stout just means strong. Uh, <laughs> The other good thing about beer is that most of the terms are pretty straightforward. <laughs> it's just the problem when you're in foreign words. You're like, oh, yeah. um, what are you guys uh, drinking? I am almost finished now. It's from New Holland Brewing. It's called Ichabod. It's got an awesome picture of the Headless Horseman on it. I was, was going to ask, is there a Headless Hollow? Horseman? Yeah. I mean, you can't, yeah, what are you doing otherwise, you know? Um, <laughs> and then it is a pumpkin ale with an ABV of 5.2. It's even got a list of food pairings on the back, which is kind of nice. It's, it's delicious. It's I mean, I think I like almost all the pumpkin beers, so that's a, <laughs> that's a separate thing. But, um, yeah, it's really good. All right. I'm not drinking a beer currently. I was, I was last night when I was doing some research for this episode and a few of the ones coming up. I was drinking a 2015... They were uh, from Stone. It was the Imperial Russian Stout, Ooh. and it's a uh, classic series they're bringing back. I guess they rebrewed some of their older stuff that they couldn't actually release anymore because it had aged out, so they brewed some more. It was pretty and <laughs> And you can never go wrong. Man. Generally, all the stuff from Stone Brewing is pretty, uh, pretty hefty. I'll have to try that sometime. Russian Imperial Stouts are... Are a thing that I, I I get leery about. Like I love stouts, but sometimes I go, I'm gonna need some big boy pants to handle some of this. That's the oh. stout that you fear, you know. <laughs> it's like, am, am, is this right for me? All it's right. A fine stout. When you pour it and the foam looks like chocolate. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know it's gonna be good. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, but I guess they could check us out on uh, haveadrinkshow.com. That's our uh, that's our website. We'll have links to episodes. Probably to our SoundCloud stuff up there too, right? Right. Um, there'll be the SoundCloud, the feed link. You don't necessarily use iTunes. There's Pocket Cast, uh, Downcast. So anything that you can get a podcast from. If you would like to ask us any questions or have any feedback for the show, you can email us at feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. And that's just for anything at all. If you want to submit a drink for that matter, that'd be great to try out on the show. Yeah, just give us suggestions. We'll, I'll try anything once. Also try a lot of things. I'll try a lot of things twice, but uh, keep in uh, mind, craft stuff is regional usually. And if you're gonna try and suggest us go and get something to try, try and make it something we can find. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we because, do have some good sources, but still. Uh, also, for legal reasons, we should also mention you can't mail us things if, for some reason, you you think you should. Yeah, um, yeah. Kentucky's weird about that, so uh, we yeah, can drink. <laughs> Like, you can dr- make and drink pretty much anything in Kentucky. You can't mail it in, though. They, they, they don't allow that. We, I, I, 
I'm I really think we should get a PO box in Cincinnati just so they can. <laughs> yeah, that won't be bad. Um, <laughs> also, uh, if you would like to follow us on Untapped, it's U N T A P P D. It's uh, an app available on Android, iOS, and Windows Phone. Um, all of our social profiles to Untapped and elsewhere are on the website. And uh, we also want to thank Len Peralta for the amazing album art. So good. Um, he also does kind of improv drawing every Friday on the Daily Tech News Show with Tom Merritt. We should probably also thank Alan Robinson for the, for the show music. Yes. Yes, yes. Because Sorry. the music's really good, too. We're, we're all fans of that. Um, and we'll have link to all of this stuff in the show notes. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for giving us a listen. The next few episodes will actually have some real content. And Ooh. as we go down the line, this is all still a work in progress. And we'll, we'll find some new bumpers and things like that to kind of spruce some things up. So we want to thank Alan, and we want to thank Glenn, and we want to thank all of you guys for listening. <laughs> Well, until next time. Bye, guys. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>